Welcome to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories told to me, Tosh Mafuni, by Brother Cadfile, a gnome monk who has retired to the Tien Monastery, about his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. Hello, Brother Cadfile? Are, are you home? Well, well, Tosh Mafuni, how very nice to see you again. I was just setting out my afternoon tea. Would you, uh, would you care to join me? I have a lovely box of chocolates I just picked up during my latest adventure with Gadget. Those do look very tasty. Thank you. Um, may I try one now? Of course, of course, help yourself. But remember... A box of chocolates is a little like life. You're never sure what you're going to get. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's cute. Oh, ugh, uh, you were right. C coconut. So, you say you picked this up during your latest adventure with Gadget. What mystery did she pull you into this time? Interestingly enough, it was I who pulled Gadget into a mystery this time. Oh, really? Well, that is different. Why don't you tell us about it? Certainly, certainly. Have a seat, and I'll share with you our adventure that I'm calling The Scent of a Goblin. Just this past week, I happened to be in Ironforge, visiting an associate of mine, one Callie Berryfizz, a very knowledgeable gnome alchemy trainer and proprietor of Berry Fizz's potions and mixed drinks in Tinkertown. You may not be aware of this, but Tally has made some fascinating advancements in the production of major healing potions, which I find quite useful in my healing practice here at the monastery. You'd be surprised at the number of injuries these novices sustain. Why, just the other day I... Um, Brother Canfile, about your adventure, Oh, dear, I do tend to chase squirrels upon occasion, don't I? My apologies. Um, where was I? Tinkertown? Ah, of course, of course. As I was saying, I obtained a number of useful potions from Tally and was on my way to the bank to deposit them there when I was approached by a young goblin on the steps of the bank. Excuse me, he said to me, but aren't you Brother Cadfile? associate of the famous investigator Gadget? Well, I'm certainly not accustomed to being recognized in public, but since I've been appearing on your show, young Pandaren, it does happen upon occasion. I acknowledged the young goblin and asked how I might be of service. He told me that he was a junior investigator representing the Steamweedle Cartel, and they had an ongoing investigation into the activities of the Crown Chemical Company. Of course, your listeners will be familiar with Crown as the primary purveyor of merchandise during the annual Love is in the Air Festival. The young goblin asked whether I would consider asking Gadget for her assistance in their investigation. Initially, I was hesitant because Gadget is um, no fan of the Love is in the Air Festival, but she does enjoy a mystery. So I immediately dispatched a message to my dear friend. 
I spent that afternoon and evening at the Stonefire Tavern, and I was just ordering another flagon of dwarven mead when I heard a familiar voice saying, Careful with that mead, Cadfile. It can muddle one's thinking. My heart did a little flip as I turned to see the lovely smile on the face of my dear friend Gadget. Hello, Gadget. Thank you for coming so quickly. Not at all, Cadfile, she replied. I was at loose ends anyway. What brings you to Ironforge? Paying a visit to Thuna, are you? She said with a mischievous twinkle in her eye. <laughs> Ignoring her little jibe about my friend, I invited her to join me and signaled to the barmaid Gwenna for another flagon of mead for Gadget. While we waited, I told her about the opportunity and watched her face take on a bored and dismissive look when I told her it involved the Crown Chemical Company. Cadfile, she said, you know how I feel about the Love is in the Air Festival. It's just a commercial enterprise that preys on the weak-minded and incurably romantic. I tried not to let Gadget see how much it hurt me to hear her say that, as I thought about the lovely rose I had bought her from the crown vendor that was in the bag at my side at that very moment. But, setting that aside, I told her that I understood her feelings, but if the crown chemical company was up to no good, then she would be doing all those incurable romantics a valuable service. She took a thoughtful sip of her mead and said I had a point. So we were off to Stormwind to meet with one Inspector Snip Snagglebolt. A short tram ride later found us in the trade district, bustling with the activity of the Love is in the Air festivities, seeking out Inspector Snagglebolt. After a few inquiries, we were directed to a goblin in a brown leather suit with a matching hat. Good afternoon, sir, Gadget said as she approached him. My name is Gadget, and this is my associate brother, Cadfile. Your junior inspector in Ironforge told us that you may want our assistance in an investigation. Inspector Snagglebolt seemed pleased to see us and immediately filled us in on the details. Apparently, the Steam Weedle Cartel was none too pleased about the loss of their monopoly on holiday sales to Crown Chemical and suspected that they were up to no good. They were particularly suspicious of the perfume being sold. With this, he gave a sharp nod and a sneer to the Crown Chemical stand across the square. Gadget asked how we could help. In response, he gave us a clever-looking little device and asked us to use it to gather samples of the perfume clouds around the stormwind guards in the area. Gadget gave a sigh, looked at me, and said in a skeptical voice, Perfume? I smiled weakly and shrugged my shoulders. So she reluctantly took the device and said, Come Cadfile, let's get this over with. As we approached one of the guards who was emitting a cloud of perfume, I noticed that Gadget's face had turned an astonishing shade of pink, her eyes had begun to water, and she made an unsuccessful attempt to suppress a series of sneezes. Gadget, I asked in a concerned tone, are you quite well? No, I am not, she said. I'm allergic to perfume, another one of the many reasons I detest this holiday. I immediately administered some herbs that I had in my bag 
which seemed to give her some relief from the sneezing, but her face remained pink throughout the entire enterprise. We returned to Inspector Snagglebolt, and upon inspection of the device's readings, his suspicions were confirmed. The perfume did indeed contain some sort of mind-affecting chemical, but he said that he needed a larger sample to do a more thorough analysis. He asked us if we would mind terribly obtaining a couple of crates for him from the Crown Chemical stockpile just outside the gates of Stormwind. Gadget gave me another withering look, but agreed on the condition that the inspector provide the funds to buy them in advance. Oh, you won't need to buy them, he said, as he performed some sort of magics and disguised us both as goblins. With those disguises, you'll just need to run by. They'll think you're delivery people and will just hand them to you. Gadget was furious, and I was more than a little annoyed myself. Cadfile, Gadget said, as I did my best to keep up with her as we ran to the stockpile. I suggest in the future you leave selecting the mysteries up to me. I readily agreed as I struggled to keep up with her pace with a crate of perfume on my back. We returned the crates to the inspector, and he immediately began to rummage through them. Ahem, Gadget said to get his attention. He looked up and she gestured towards our goblin appearance. Would you mind, she said impatiently. He returned us to our normal appearance and then eagerly held up a rocket from the box for our inspection. He pointed out a distinctive marking on the rocket that he identified as the maker's mark for one snivel rust rocket, apparently a goblin of some disrepute, even amongst goblins. The inspector told us that Snivel had been seen at the nearby Gilded Rose Inn, keeping company with a human female named Marion Sutton, and he asked us to go interview her to find out where Snivel was. Innkeeper Allison at the Gilded Rose directed us to a room upstairs, but placed a hand on my shoulder as we passed by. Be kind to her, she said to me in a soft, concerned voice. I think she's been through some tough times. I nodded and assured her we would. I mounted the stairs and got to the room just as Gadget was introducing herself to a lovely auburn-haired human female who was kneeling on the bed. She looked very tired and her cheeks were tear-stained. Gadget turned to me with a sad expression on her face, but introduced me to Marion as her associate. I sat next to Marion on the bed and patted her shoulder. There, there, my dear. Why don't you tell Gadget and I what's troubling you? Perhaps we can help. Marion then confirmed that she had been keeping company with Snivel, and from what I could judge, she had fallen quite deeply in love with this goblin. She had been waiting for him for some time and had hoped we were bringing a message from him. He had led her to believe that he was going to take her on a long vacation to the South Seas with a reportedly large sum of gold he had earned. She then buried her face in her hands, weeping and decrying herself for a fool. Gadget's voice had a hard edge to it as she asked Marion where she thought we might find Snivel. Through her sobs, Marion suggested we check the bank, the auction house, and the barber shop there in the trade district. As we left the inn, Gadget's face was still pink from her allergic reaction to the perfume, but now had a ruddy tinge to it that I knew from long experience meant 
She was furious. Cadfile, she said as we crossed the square to the bank, I'm going to find this goblin. If there's one thing I hate more than criminals, it's dishonorable cads. Gadget stormed into the bank and shouted, Snivel Rust Rocket, show yourself, you scoundrel. A clearly surprised but sour-faced goblin with a topknot and a purple monocle looked up with a sneer and said, What are you staring at? Haven't you ever seen a genius before? Gadget strode towards him saying, I'd like to talk to you about Marion Sutton. His face turned red under his green complexion, but he retained his composure enough to fire a couple of rockets at us, which dazed us and dazzled our eyes, covering his exit. Gadget shouted to me as we stumbled towards the exit to follow him. Hurry, Cadfile, the game is afoot. As we rushed across the square towards the auction house, Gadget said, I certainly wasn't expecting rockets. To which I replied, I fail to see how that's relevant, but he is a goblin after all. Gadget rolled her eyes at me, but we kept running. We burst into the auction house where we spied the miscreant near the dais. I shouted at Snivel, you aren't going to get away that easily, Rust Rocket. He turned from his transaction and shouted back, Leave me alone! And with that, he threw a couple of handfuls of dirt into our eyes, once again covering his escape. It took us several minutes to rub the dirt out of our eyes, and I applied some salve to Gadget's already irritated eyes. As soon as we were done, we rushed after our quarry. Our running footfalls echoed in the narrow alley leading to the barber shop as I asked Gadget, Where did he get dirt? The floor in there was stone. Try not to be distracted by irrelevancies, Cadfile, Gadget said, as we made it to the barber shop where we found Snivel again. He was just completing his transaction there and was handing a rather large sum of gold to the barber. We have you now, Snivel, Gadget shouted. Once again, he sneered at us and said, Did you really think you could corner me this easily? And with that, he vanished. Gadget and I stood there dumbfounded at his series of slippery escapes. What do we do now, Gadget? I asked. To which she replied, You tell me, Cadfile, this adventure was your idea after all. I sighed heavily and said, I suppose we might as well return to Miss Sutton. We returned to the Gilded Rose and Miss Sutton, explaining to her that we were not successful in our efforts to apprehend her false lover, but that we still needed to find him. Her expression went from brokenhearted to horrified as we explained his possible role in the Crown Chemical Affair. She was disgusted by the fact that he might have used some sort of chemical on her. She told us that since he had likely finished all of his errands, he would be on his way down to the Stormwind docks to catch a ship to the South Seas. She entreated us to hurry and not to let him get away with his nefarious schemes. My, my, would you look at the time. I fear we'll have to end this here for today, young Pandaren. The novices will be coming in from the training arenas any minute and will need my ministrations. What? Wait, what? No, Brother Cadfile. You have to tell us what happened. Did you catch Snivel Rust Rocket? And what exactly is the Crown Chemical Company up to? Fear not, fear not. Just come back next week and I'll finish the tale. 
I believe this is what is known in the parlance of your profession as a cliffhanger. Thank you for listening to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Catfile, sponsored by Utopia Sky. Utopia Sky, because the future is calling. The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile is a work of fan fiction based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used herein are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Halfhell Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Halfhell Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com. <laughs>